Welcome to MDA Insights, the podcast where we bring you the latest in training and development trends straight from the experts at MDA Training. episode of MDA Insights will bring you a fresh perspective on the topical L&D issues of the day. So whether you're an HR manager, in learning and development, talent or recruitment, or just somebody who's curious about the latest trends in training and development, MDA Insights is the podcast for you. I'm your host for today, Osu Hussain, joined by my co-host, Paul Hewitt. Hi, Paul. And what are we talking about today on MDA Insights? Thanks, Oz. Today, we're going to be talking about uncovering the culture of Wall Street and the future of work. And joining us as our guest today is Wais Ajiksad, founder and CEO at Zen Culture Solutions. Wais, thank you for your time today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Appreciate the invitation. Wise, your your CV reads like a, a kind of you know guide to almost the great and the good of all of the Wall Street institutions. Morgan Stanley twice, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan. Tell us a little bit about your background to date and what got you into into where you are at the moment. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, no, it's it's been a, it's been a journey. Needless to say, it's 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 been it's been a learning experience, and for me. Yeah, I've had a blast in the industry in terms of just the kinds of people that I've encountered, uh, the long-lasting friendships that I have uh, at all these institutions. I've maintained friendships. But for me, I, I have a passion for human behavior and observing human behavior and leadership and all those things. Once I, once I was in a position where I could actually impact people, I, I paid attention to organizational dynamics throughout my career. And, you know, it's one thing to just have a job and just come in every day and clock in and get a paycheck. But, you know, at some point in my career, I, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, what kind of, what kind of impact am I actually having on people? What, what, what am I really doing here working at these institutions? What does it mean? What's the meaning of what I'm doing? And look, Simon Sinek says, what's your why? I didn't... I didn't even know Simon Sinek 10 years ago or 15 years ago, but I asked that question to myself that long ago, right? And I honestly didn't have an answer to myself uh, for myself other than I knew that I was doing a good job working with my clients, that the hedge funds that I was usually responsible for or from a client service perspective or, you know, hopefully I did what my manager asked me to. But in the end, it was what am I really getting out of this? And for me... I've come full circle now. I've left the industry to pursue my passion, which is to shine a light on what I think the industry is is missing, and especially in the way that the world has evolved, and especially as we look to our next generation and how they're going to assimilate into the industry. And I want to I want to bring some positivity and some constructive measures to address what I believe are some some significant gaps. I also think that current leadership, we need to evolve. We need to evolve to the point where there's a transformation that's significant in how we lead. 
And, you know, it's all about making money and profits and the next quarterly earnings and all those things. However, if we're losing our people, if we're losing our talent and we don't we have not captured their hearts and minds, then, you know, it's it's the sustainability of success at these institutions. You'll always get talent at these bigger organizations, but the level of talent, the the quiet quitting, great resignation, all those things that you hear about, it's still a problem. And I just feel like we're not getting the most out of our talent right now because of what I believe leadership uh, could be doing better. And so I'm here to kind of shine a light on both current leadership and what we can do to change that, transform that, but also how to help our next generation assimilate into the industry, which I think will be challenging more than ever for for that for this generation, as talented and as, as bright as they are. So that's what I'm here to do. Wait, so you, you raised quite a lot of, you know, big, big themes there in your in your in your intro with and looking at your profile on, on, on LinkedIn, you talk about the, the great Wall Street cultural reset. Is a lot of what you said there feeding into 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 that? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the, yeah, the, the great the, that article I wrote on LinkedIn was more to, to to shine a light on on exactly what I just spoke of, which is the transformation. It's 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 absolutely necessary. And having been on the ground for so many years at these organizations, I mean, 15 years at J.P. Morgan, 14 years, and as much as a, it was a great experience. However, I just didn't see a progression in in a in a in terms of the environment, what I was walking into every day, walking on a trading floor or walking, you know, just speaking to people and observing the, the fact that attrition was so high, like consistently, and so many of my peer teams. And I was always asking myself, why is that? What's what, what is going on there? And, and I made it a point to speak to people who actually resigned you know, and, and not just at J.P. Morgan, but in any, in, in, you know, friends of mine that left in, in other in competitors or and, and the themes were pretty much the same. You know, the themes and I'm just being honest and as, as, as you know, incredible dynamic people there are in the industry. The fact is people didn't feel fulfilled. People didn't feel like they were they had a voice. People didn't feel like they counted or they mattered. It was always, it's always the client first in our industry. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, obviously <laughs> the success of these institutions are dependent on, on the clients. However, you know, my philosophy was always to put the employee first and then they will take care of the client, right? Very logical approach, very common sense, nothing earth shattering, but actually implementing that philosophy um, on a larger scale will truly impact your culture, obviously. And so, my goal was to, to to bring measures into the fold from a learning and development perspective to yeah. transform the way that we equip our leaders rather than the, the, the generic leadership programs that are out there that I witnessed firsthand that are very prescriptive in nature, yeah. but not really delving into the the inner self. And, and, and when we talk about emotional intelligence and self-awareness and mindfulness, you know, those are the qualities that I believe will differentiate a, a a good leader to, uh, from a great leader in terms of especially given the, the 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 delicate nature of what we're dealing with today in today's environment with people's psyches being so fragile and so that absolutely the great cultural reset is is basically something that i i believe is necessary and will be an antidote to the to the great resignation wow 
Wise, it strikes me just just listening to you there. I mean, t- traditionally, certainly for somebody new going to a bank, it was all about knowledge. If I know more than the next guy, I have power. If I know more than the next person, my job is secure. But what you're suggesting is, as part of this cultural shift, and perhaps what's lacking, is that it's less about knowledge and more about what, resilience, emotional resilience, actually being able to understand yourself and your emotions as well as the product. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So obviously, we, we work in a, a, an industry with a lot of complexities with these financial instruments. And and, and the, the knowledge, obviously, is very, I mean, there are pockets of some truly complex, you know, instrument financial instruments and, and topics and and so you're, you're you're dealing with some and, and the sensitivities of what we learn and how we apply it and the impact on our clients are significant so not taking away from that it's just that anything i believe anything can be learned when it comes to a topic like that in terms of finance or you know what i learned in finance at boston university none of it applies to what i learned on wall street right but but I sort of learned on the job in terms of those particular areas that I worked in, whether it was prime brokerage or or another area. But but I believe uh, in leadership. But also, if you're just coming into the industry, leadership especially, it's it's not what you know. It's 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 kind of who you are as as a as as a person, and how do you. How do you um, take those characteristics and apply those to your teammates, to, to the wider organization in terms of having someone they can count on that they, regardless of how turbulent times are, and now you hear about the markets with what's going on, the latest right, debacle with now Signature Bank and, and uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And I was there in 2008, obviously, with, with just started at JP Morgan when the whole Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, all that happened. And it's during those turbulent times, it's it's test your metal, you know, and, and it's how do we rise above, how do we rise above the, the, the fray when all around you is, is just chaotic and it's it's being at peace with yourself. And so if you want to be a, a, a good leader or at least aspiring to be a good leader, it's having those traits to know that through whatever comes your way, and, and the industry is is brutal that way because it is tough and it is you're dealing with you know clients that hold you to a very high standard and you're dealing with these market conditions that can at any point veer off and you know time is of the essence and it's just keeping your wits about you not just with yourself but with your teammates and being able to stand through those tough times with your head held up high and 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 being able to make decisions rationally and and yet still keep the team together and there's an art and a skill to that and you can easily lose people i've saw it with my own eyes in 2008 how how people can fall apart at the seams um just given the pressures that exist so i think it's just a life lesson also it's not just at work it's if you can be at peace with yourself through understanding your your thoughts and your your emotions and you know the emails that we send to our colleagues the the tone of your emails you know how you address them at a team meeting depending on the circumstances that are ongoing um keeping true to your word there's so many elements of this but all it, but it all boils down to understanding yourself and and being paying attention to 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 your thoughts and your 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 words then and your emotions and keeping that in check and all of that is what i believe is really truly important in today's environment more than ever would you say that the people you had around when the crisis you know go back to the 2007 8 the financial crisis and like you said 
there's a there's a new one just emerging now. Would you say that the leadership development is the training that you had around you at that point just wasn't good enough to cope with what you was faced with? Yeah, no, 100%. You know, I took a lot of the courses offered to me at these institutions, and I didn't see a huge emphasis on the things that I just spoke about. Yes, now you're starting to see it. And I actually introduced it while I was at JP Morgan. I, I worked on my own program that I introduced to leadership ultimately. But you see it in pockets. It's Listen, when you talk about emotional intelligence, there's it's not very black and white. And when you talk about these existing leadership programs, like I said earlier, they are pretty prescriptive. And I just think that, you know, how you apply principles of EQ and EI in terms of the incorporating that into some sort of development program, it's very complex because it isn't black and white. And so I, I am working on and I'm partnering with a, uh, an entity called Culture Plus, and there's some great programs that they have to implement such you know ideologies into the educational sphere uh, from, from a what i believe is a more practical perspective but i just feel like that's been missing and yes they're making more of an, a concerted effort to implement those types of programs uh, in today's in today's world but i just feel like it's still not a, it's it's still not an emphasis i actually want it to be the number one the number one ingredient in what we teach our leaders and not even close. And I believe if we do that, then everything else will fall into place ultimately. And and uh, I mean, Wes, it's, it's, it's interesting. The answer seems to be so ready, so apparent. I mean, Rudyard Kipling in If just said, if you can keep your head when everyone else around you is losing theirs and blaming it on you. It seems to be such a valuable learn challenge why isn't it more important? Why is there still a bit of reticence to think more? It's it's just about content. It's just about client, as opposed to it's about understanding self and resilience. Look, what what we what do we do in the industry in any corporate world? You're managing to that next quarter, right? The goal of the firm is to manage the quarterly earnings, right? So everything is sort of short term if you really look at it, and that's kind of that 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 philosophy actually filters down to the rest of the organization. And it that urgency sort of is always there to do what's right for the client. And if we, t- if we take a step back and look at the bigger picture, then I think we can perhaps put less emphasis on that and, and start placing more an emphasis on, okay, well, if we take care of the employee and if we really, really invest in them through, through learning and development, through mental well-being, just different programs and really invest in the employee. There's so many ways to do that. Then, I, I, I mean, it's it's so, to me, it's so obvious that all the other good things will follow. You'll have, you'll have higher retention. You'll have, I would, I would venture to say from my own observations that employee engagement consistently the last few years that I saw it, and we talk about quite quitting now, that's always been the case, quiet quitting for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I would say human human beings in my in my industry that I noticed were always working at fifty to sixty percent capacity, and 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 that's because of the culture, and that's because of the fact that they didn't feel valued. Uh, and so imagine we do all these cost cutting, we offshore, we we do things to, to we let go of people when in fact when in fact the <laughs> human capital that you have at your disposal is only operating at 50 to 60, 70% capacity. 
So how much? So imagine if you tap into the rest of that, how productive and how incredibly powerful that could be um, to the organization and its bottom line, because that's what it's all about—the bottom line. And yet here we are, focused so much on the client, and we forget about the person actually doing the job. But and and it's it's just unbelievable how basic a concept it is, but we lose sight of it. That's all for today's episode of MDA Insights. At MDA Training, we take a unique approach to training and development. We don't just focus on the theory, we focus on real-world application of that theory. We work with our clients to understand their specific needs and design experiential training solutions to meet those needs. But it's not just about the training. We work with our clients to help them achieve measurable results and create real behavior change in the workplace. We hope you found this information valuable from our podcast today. If you did, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We'll be back next week with more insights and expert advice. Thanks for listening. 